0: Recently, I've had a few people on Instagram who have started listening to the podcast ask me, what's my story? Why podcasting? So I thought this week I would share with you my very first episode of the Then Stitched for Success podcast where I share a bit of my backstory. I have found often in podcasting that new people don't necessarily go back and listen to the early episodes, but I wanted to share this one because it really gives insight as to why I decided to start doing podcasting and my story into my entrepreneurial journey. If you're new to the Become Your Own Boss podcast, I'm so glad to have you here. If you've been here with me for a while, thank you so much for trusting in me and sticking with me on this journey. Sometimes you have to leap and build your wings on the way down. Kobe Yamada. Welcome to the Stitch for Success podcast. I'm so excited to have you join me for this very first episode. Each week, my goal is to bring you tips, thoughts, inspirations, and education to help you on your entrepreneurship journey. Since this is our very first episode together, I want you to get to know me a little bit so you can understand why this podcast is so close to my heart. And I'm looking forward to getting to know you better, getting to know your hopes, your dreams, and your goals. I will let you know how to reach me at the end of this episode. I'm the owner of a few businesses. Zeus's Closet, a custom decorating apparel shop and retailer. We like to say we're like a tattoo shop for your clothes. StuffforGreeks.com, where we specialize in custom and pre-designed gear for fraternities and sorority members. And FratBread.com. This helps you style your little future sorority and fraternity members. And lastly, Deuce Equity Group, a real estate holding company. I own these entities with my husband and business partner, Ethan. I also am the sole proprietor of Monica Allen Interiors and eDesigners on Call. We have been in business now for over 18 years. I have been pondering starting a podcast for a few months. It was one of my goals going into 2020. Over the years, I've spoken to students and small groups about entrepreneurship and starting a business, but recently found myself asking, how can I reach more people, help more people, I personally listen to podcasts all the time. I listen to ones about marriage, children, business, meditation, news, finances, and more. I love podcasts. Finally hit me, start your own. So here I am. For you to truly understand my journey, I need to give you a little bit of my backstory. Because if I can do this, so can you. I grew up in a very small town. We had one primary school, one middle school, and one high school. Not a lot of opportunities outside of factory work, farming, teaching, or fast food, none of which I saw myself doing. My graduating class was 134 people. It was one of those communities where everybody knew everybody. So if you got in trouble, your parents would know before you even got home. Out of the many career dreams I had growing up, the one that remained constant in my mind was that I wanted to own my own business someday. I had no idea what, but I knew in my heart that is what I wanted. I grew up with my single mother, grandmother, and uncle. I feel like we were the first modern family. My dad left my small town for a big city life, hundreds of miles away when I was five. He and my mom never married. I may have spoken to him about once a year on the phone and saw him three times between the time he left and the time he passed away when I was a junior in high school. Despite growing up with very little money, my mom was determined for me to get a college education so I could get a good job. I was the first in my immediate family to earn a college degree. And I did that. I went to college, I graduated, and I got a good job. But after about six years in corporate America, building spreadsheets and running insurance plan analysis was driving me into a world of boredom each day. My then-boyfriend and I started a business in 2002 with a $400 Greek flyer design order and $300 each. With only $1,000, we launched our business. We have since grown to revenues of over a million dollars a year. Initially, we grew organically for three years using no online advertising platforms. It was all word of mouth. Ethan, who is now my husband of 17 years, was an art major in school, and I was a business major. Putting our expertise together, we feel the need, providing fraternity and sorority members with unique jackets, t-shirts, sweatshirts, and more. We have since expanded into other areas, which we will delve into more as I continue to bring you this podcast. Next up, we will bring you notes from a small business owner's desk or an SBO's desk, as I will refer to it in future episodes. <music> Today, I want to give you three things that I have learned in my early journey to owning my own business. The first is take the intelligent leap. When I entered my career, I was determined to be successful and move up the corporate ladder. That was my goal at the time. However, around year six, Ethan and I started our side hustle. I wanted so bad to leave my corporate job and focus full time on our business. I wanted it so bad my heart would ache in the mornings when I got up to go in. One day, I ran across this proverb by Kobe Yamada. Sometimes you have to leap and build your wings on the way down. This is what I needed. I hung this quote up in my small beige cubicle and continued to plug away. I worked early days in my corporate job and late nights at our business. I can literally recall one night crying from sheer exhaustion. We would work weekends to meet the needs of our customers and every day during the week. Knowing I would eventually take the leap, I wanted to be smart about it. We saved the money we made in the business as we each continued to work. Eventually, Ethan would leave his job. And then a little over a year later, I left my job. After earning a nice bonus and closing on a house of which we would run our business out of. So though I definitely encourage you to take the leap, I also encourage you to be smart when doing so. Take some test flights and then, yes, jump and build your wings. Number two. Create your own reserves. Whether your business starts as only a side hustle or you go ahead and jump right in, save a minimum of 10 cents out of every dollar you make, no exceptions. Though saving consistently was not something we continued to do throughout our business, this is a regret I have. I tell every new business owner that I have the pleasure of meeting to save 10%. Create your own reserve account. Though banks are great, We would not have been able to buy our first machine without a bank loan. However, having your own reserves is vital. Put that money aside and act like it's not even a part of your cash flow. Number three, believe but confirm. Know that everyone will not believe in your business. This is not to discourage you. This is also not to say ignore everyone and just go for it. This statement is simply to say, try to know a person's background or motive for not believing. Where are they coming from? Were they raised to get a good job and hold on to it? Are they trying to protect you? Are they actually asking you good questions, but you are being defensive? Be honest with yourself. Test your market and get validation. That means actually selling your product or service. It is not good enough for someone to say they will buy something or use your service. You want to prove it. It is vital that you confirm that there is a market for your business or service. This is the case even if you already have a business that is doing well. Let's say you wanna add a product line or another service. Before throwing a lot of your money at it, try testing it out with your current market. In our business, we love to launch new designs for our customers. However, before we create and mass produce anything, we will simply put images online to see what type of feedback we get. Did it sell? We also listen to our customers. If we have a number of customers requesting a product or service, we know there is probably a viable market for that product or service. For example, we had customers asking us if we could complete their embroidery projects faster. They needed a polo for a meeting that they just found out about. We initially would say, no, we cannot interrupt production. But what we did was introduce faster service options at checkout. These options, of course, cost more. Over the past couple of years, this has been the fastest growing sector of our business. Many people want their stuff now, which works for us. You just have to pay for it. So that's my story. I would love to know yours. How did you start your business? What has been your biggest lesson learned? I would love if you would share it with me on Instagram at Become Your Own Boss Podcast, either on this episode's post or in the DMs. Thanks for joining me today. Follow the Become Your Own Boss podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. So you can keep up with the latest tips and inspiration for your business and for your life. If you have questions around the name change, if you're new around here from Stitch for Success to Become Your Own Boss, check out episode 89 to get the whole backstory on that one. And if you have a moment, please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast so you always get updated when a new episode is available. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now is the time. Now is the time to level up, leave a legacy, and become your own boss.